The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Strategies. Never too early to talk strategies. Let's do it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Adam Azer. I'm joined by Jamie Eisenberg. Thank you for filling in last week, Jamie. I missed you, buddy. It's glad to have you back. I don't want to talk so much anymore. <laughs> well, you're going to talk a lot on this show, I'll tell you that. I want to ask you about your strategies here. We've done a lot of mock drafts. How have things changed, I guess, overall through the years, uh, strategy-wise? You know, I, I found myself being a, a big fan of uh, Hero RB or what you know, I don't even know what else they called it. You know, taking one running back early and then, you know, loading up on receivers and then just kind of backfilling running back. Um, I felt it was, you know, very successful. Um, it's kind you know, it, it, I don't want to say that's kind of the way I was drafting to begin with or heading that way, but it, it, it kind of felt like just the smart way to, you know, build your teams. Um, you know, I think we had, we had a mock draft while you were gone and Joe Pisapia of fantasy pros, uh, and Heath, I don't want to say they got into it a little bit, but Joe brought up the notion of that zero RB was a little bit of a lazy approach and he kind of qualified that, but he took offense to, to just him saying it was a lazy approach. Um, because you know, his counter to that was, it, it's almost like it's, it's a harder approach to, to build your team that way. I've never really been a huge fan of, of zero RB personally. Um, not that I haven't tried it and had success with it, but it just, I, I don't like to necessarily not know that I have at least one running back that I can somewhat trust, whether it's somebody I'm taking in the first round or two, depending on where I'm picking or somebody I'm taking maybe in round three or round four. I think the mobile quarterbacks have changed the way I have drafted for sure because I remember a few years ago, I don't know, let's say approximately four or five years ago, I asked you guys, how many quarterbacks do you feel comfortable as your starting quarterback? And I think the consensus between you, Dave, and Heath was somewhere around 18 when it was mostly just pocket passers and the mobile quarterbacks weren't really that good. And that's the difference now. The mobile quarterbacks are really good passers now. Um, it's not like that anymore. You've got to have a good quarterback. And there might be 12 of them, so maybe you can wait. Uh, but yeah, I'm much more likely. I don't think you're I don't think you are, but I am much more likely to grab a top six, seven quarterback, however I see it falling where there's a tear drop off. Like I like Jalen Hurts, for example, and I like Justin Fields. I like the idea of getting them. I'm not unhappy if I end up with them, but I probably set out to get somebody in the top five or six in my draft. So I don't I don't think you follow that. I kind of, you know, jump around a little bit because I play in so many leagues. So, you know, some I will, you know, buy in a little bit early, especially in some of our analyst drafts where quarterbacks just free fall. Uh, but in most of my personal leagues, I tend to wait a little bit longer because, you know, people take quarterbacks a little bit too soon for me. Uh, this year in particular, you know, not that we're going to get into a lot of player-specific stuff, but I do think that you're going to find some amazing value on two guys in particular, one Derek Carr, the other being Kirk Cousins. And I think those guys are headed for huge seasons. We know about Carr clearly with the upgrade of Demonte Adams. Uh, but Cousins, I think, just with the new coach and coaching staff, I think he's going to have a, a you know, top 10 t- caliber type of season. So uh, for me, I'm probably still going to wait again. Uh, but I, I don't disagree that if you, know, you want to get in on one of the quarterbacks, um, most likely, you know, it, it's, it's probably somebody of Josh Allen or, or Lamar Jackson for me. Those are my top two guys, but 
I think you're going to see great value, you know, because Kyler Murray's situation is so up in the air right now. Dak Prescott, I think people are a little bit sour on for whatever reason. Um, you're going to get good value on a couple of those guys that will you'll see ranked for us probably somewhere five to, to ten even. And then has uh, has wide receiver become the new running back and that it is the most important position to fortify? I don't know. I guess that's how I felt about running back. You know, running back is sort of the secret to fantasy football. If you had good running backs, you were good. But now I, because we've we've gravitated towards PPR and a lot of t- a lot of leagues are now three receiver. Is wide receiver now the premier position? Well, I think the thing with receiver is, and it kind of goes back to you know taking the the one RB approach, or you know if you want to go zero RB, is the the the, the safety factor. You know, I mean, obviously there's going to be busts at the position. There's going to be injuries at the position. We know that. But those guys don't necessarily have the same level of failures uh, as running backs do because of the injury concern. You know, they don't just take as as, as much uh, hits and, and they don't suffer as many injuries. Um, you know, so I, I think the thing about taking, you know, receivers and how you draft them and this offseason was really telling with how teams are valuing wide receivers is that it changed the top of the position. And so I think if you're able to, you know, lock up you know, hopefully two of your three starters early, you should feel pretty good about your team. It's easier to find running backs as the season goes on, at least, you know, star level, not, not starting level running backs, you know, guys that you can plug and play for several weeks. It's not the case with wide receivers. Once you get past, I think the beginning part of the year, because the backups that come in for some of these uh, injured players don't necessarily step up. You know, I mean, think about um, Michael Gallup goes down. Uh, said Wilson wasn't exactly the best replacement option. We've been chasing Preston Williams for years to replace Devontae Parker when he's missed time. Um, you know, the guys in Jacksonville, you know, I don't think anybody was happy starting Laquan Treadwell uh, when there were some injuries there. You know, so it's not exactly like you're able to find great replacements after the first few weeks of the season when you kind of get an idea of what the position is. So, yes, it is a very premier position. And I think it makes sense to lock those guys up early, especially two of the three starters. You can play with a third spot, but, you know, you like to have three if you can. Yeah, we'll talk about tight ends on the full-length show. We'll talk about all this stuff on the full-length show. And I think if I were advising a, a newcomer, if you just want to feel good about your start, one, one, one running back, one ride receiver with your first two picks in some order is never a bad way to go. Uh, you're probably going to get an elite player at each position. So that is Jamie Eisenberg. I am Adam Azer. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in 5. <laughs>